everybody. Good evening. Johnny Torres uh, on this uh, Monday, Valentine's Day. Uh, thank you so much for watching the show. That means that uh, you love us. You truly, truly love us uh, <laughs> as we come to you. Uh, sacrificing our own Valentine's Day here to be with you and do this show tonight. Um, uh, we uh, can't thank you enough for listening, watching, whenever, wherever you may be doing so. This is The Yard Sign, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Uh, and as I always like to say as well, the most uh, diverse conservative political podcast as well. And uh, I'm very excited. We have a new guest uh, that has never been with us before and uh, looking forward to his energy, his dynamic as we tackle today's topics. Uh, and uh, as always, plenty to talk about. Uh, if there's something you'd like to see on the show, uh, just send us a message on any of our social media platforms. We'll get it into the agenda. Uh, and again, we are also streaming live on Clubhouse along with Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, but if you'd like to join the conversation, uh, uh, like our buddy uh, Hector has been doing the past few weeks, all you have to go is do, uh, look us look for us on Clubhouse, uh, search for yours truly, Johnny Torres, or search for the room, the yard sign. Um, and uh, again, we are recording, broadcasting live on there as well, and uh, we can bring you into the conversation, so it makes for a fun show. Uh, let's get into tonight's topic before we introduce tonight's guest. Uh, we're going to start with capitalism versus big tech. Could capitalism uh, be the savior to our big tech woes? Uh, as a kind of a continuation of our topic from last week, as uh, you know, again, uh, you know, these these tech companies make these big moves uh, in trying to kind of dictate, uh, you know, how we uh, continue to operate in this country, how our democracy should operate, um, and uh, and so we actually have someone that's uh, perfectly suited to uh, discuss this topic and uh, our last topic as well uh, as we get to that in just a minute. Russia versus NATO, um, you know, uh, how much of this is wag the dog and how much of this is, uh, you know, potential World War III? Uh, we'll continue to pick that apart with the latest updates from Aníbal. Uh, Super Bowl summary, uh, unfortunately, not featuring the GOAT Tom Brady uh, or our Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but uh, fun Super Bowl nonetheless, but uh, uh, you know, we've got to spoil it anyway, so we're going to go ahead and pick it apart um, at least as much as we could for the vos, those of us who watched it in its entirety. And Trump was right. Turns out 60 Minutes was wrong. Go figure. Uh, it turns out the Trump administration was being spied on. The Trump campaign, excuse me, was being spied on. Um, and then eventually the Trump administration was being spied on by the deep state. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it, that term, the deep state is one that I actually, uh, stayed away from for a very long time, because to me, it always sounded like one of those kind of kooky, um, tinfoil hat kind of things. But then you have situations like this that confirm that our own federal government was being used against our, uh, not only our presidential candidates, but our own democratic process, uh, only confirming that there is very much a deep state. So on that note, let's go ahead over to the big table and introduce tonight's guests uh, and panelists for the show. Over on the far left is the very far right, Anibal David Cabrera. How are you, sir? And it's not working. You know, you have one no, it's, job. It's and when it never I, gets done, and it becomes a problem every single time. No, your mic I'm, only comes on I'm, when I say it comes. Oh, on. okay. So, wow, someone's dominant. <laughs> I got that Trump juice flowing through me tonight. Oh, you can feel the power in the room. That's right. Oh, yeah. 
power of a green card. Anyways, so <laughs> I'm I was doing, born here, damn it. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> papers. Where's your papers? <laughs> a little early for that, but Luna Papeles. <laughs> that was even synchronized, okay? Which nobody could see other than me. But the fact that that was synchronized is terrifying. To I don't me. know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was so like it was choreographed. I have almost. Never been a member. <laughs> <laughs> It is way too early in this show for you to be losing. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, as I close uh, my pearls, it has been a day. Uh, happy Valentine's, everyone! I know I haven't even had a chance to introduce our guest yet, but go ahead. <laughs> With that, I I yield the rest of my time. Thank you very much, uh, <laughs> the gentleman from uh, um, uh, South Tampa. No, I'm sorry, Seminole Heights. Uh, in the middle chair tonight, looking somewhat confused already, uh, and befuddled and ready to run out the door, is uh, a buddy of mine. We've uh, met uh, uh, just uh, over the last uh, about six months or so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and through uh, one of my projects uh, and, and my production company, and uh, just kind of hit it off. He's brilliant. Uh, he is an expert on uh, 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 all things internet and uh, online, and uh, uh, that America online. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, you know, certainly tailored um, uh, tonight's topic somewhat uh, to his expertise because uh, it's uh, you know you want to get uh, again expert opinions on what's going on here and you know are these things you know things that we should uh, genuinely be worried about uh, or uh, or is a lot of this hype as the media tends to uh, have us buy into and so uh, Nate Ginter, welcome to the show, man. Great to be here, my friend. And uh, I would like to say, while I'm not necessarily helping with uh, diversity of race, I am helping with diversity of thought. I well, believe. tonight you're the diverse yeah, yeah. one in the. In the exactly. Yeah. I feel so uncomfortable. Oh, you, you filled our quota. You right. filled our quota. I've never yeah. gotten to be a quota before. This is so exciting. Welcome to the group. All right. We'll give you your badge later. <laughs> Luckily, we're sitting in the order that we're in because if not, somebody would think that there was something wrong with their television or their device that they'd be watching this on. You know, as it would get progressively darker, you know, but. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry, that what was. What are you trying to say? <laughs> no comment, Mr. Speaker. Oh. You're I a little brown and evil, is what I'm saying. Shocked. <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness so uh and, and again uh if you you obviously don't have to you know give us your professional background you so to answer any you know questions. we don't you know we don't have anybody doxing you out there uh but uh if you want to give us a little bit of your professional background so that we can uh you know uh, put that up against the expertise that you'll be sharing with us tonight absolutely so uh i am uh blessed to uh run vine it and cybersecurity. we are a what they call managed it services provider awesome uh, out of the great city of st petersburg here mm. um what we do mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh what we do is actually help small businesses that uh either have uh not the budget for a full-time it person or have needs for an it uh staff of greater than one so gotcha. uh, you know love doing that and uh that of course puts me Unfortunately, uncomfortably close to a lot of big tech companies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you are talking to a Microsoft certified systems engineer. So uh, the mothership is always near and dear to my heart. Well, they but, have an amazing uh, presence here in Tampa, don't they? they oh, they, they do indeed. And yeah. uh, not quite as cool as the one in New York, but okay. uh, but but still very, very, uh, uh, you know, I, again, I, I can't well speak for everything they do. But yeah. uh, I, I've, I've always said uh, I like to swim with uh, with the grain as much as possible. 
possible. Sure. And, uh, especially, you know, in tech, you, you can't operate an IT company and not be well versed in Microsoft's fine suite of products. <laughs> wow. Wow. He, Wait till he, later. He I'll, I'll, I'll give a little bit more as how, well. how many commas does that check have? <laughs> not enough yet. Not enough yet. That's why I'm doing this, uh, this show. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's going to be a good night. Oh, yeah. Good so, night. Um, you know, as uh, we spoke just before the show and actually just doing the intro here, you know, one of the things that we talked about was GoFundMe's overreach in trying to read uh, or trying to divert uh, the millions of dollars that they had raised for the Canadian convoy, uh, which then due to public uh, public political pressure, uh, they said, oh, you know what, we're not going to give those funds to the convoy. We're actually just going to pick, you know, a smattering of nonprofits that we like and, you know, use that money however we feel like. Obviously, you know, first of all, a lot of people took issue with that. Um, I mean, $10 million doesn't just come from nowhere. Right. Um, and uh, and then, of course, a lot of here in the United States where GoFundMe is based out of, uh, you had a lot of governors threatened uh, investigations into fraud uh, and, and a litany of other, uh, you know, financial uh, misdoings. Um, so, you know, what was your read on that situation, first of all, uh, to kind of get started? So, so GoFundMe has a lot long history of um i will say bowing to the winds of the moment yeah uh when it when it comes to to social issues uh on one side or another um you know again it's one thing to take somebody's campaign down uh, it is another to reallocate funds to not what the thing is your whole thing is go fund me Right. So when you're saying, well, not quite you, we're going to go fund something yeah. maybe similar. Yeah. Um, th that that is something that's obviously very troubling. And and also, as you mentioned, um, you know, I always say, don't make yourself somebody who is going to be hopping in front of legislatures. And when you uh, start saying that you're going to take money from from one, you know, campaign or something and, and potentially give it to other there, there's things you have to do just raising money locally, you know, that you have to be aware right. of. And, and these companies that, you know, that they're used to operating in this nebulous tax space where they go, oh, no, well, we're just going to take that and give it to somebody else. Uh, there's laws and things you have to worry about in the real world. I was very surprised how easy they were to say that out loud. Like, you didn't talk to a lawyer ahead of time. You didn't. Huh. There's no. You have to deal with financial reporting. Like that happens on a regular basis. Oh right, it's completely illegal. Correct. So 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 that you know that there. It was also interesting to me to see how fast the flip flop happened. Mm -hmm. You know how how, how oh, yeah. much. They were, you know, one second, you know, they were all, yes, and, you know, we're standing up for this. And they're like, oh, yeah, that thing, no, nah, it's cool. We're kind of backing off on that. So. Well, I mean, the ink hadn't even dried on some of the press releases <laughs> right. from the governors threatening lawsuits, in, and, in, and they had already flopped. Yeah, in areas with slower internet, they actually hadn't gotten the original post yet, so they were... <laughs> oh, that's were how really it works. <laughs> okay, I had no idea how the internet works. So, so, so the larger topic for tonight uh, being... As we got a look at these big tech companies and we wonder, you know, okay, like how in trouble are we as far as our dependence on companies like Google, Facebook, um, even, you know, <laughs> Microsoft. But oh, sure. I mean, they they don't pay me. It's funny because <laughs> allegedly. Well, in, similarly to our conversation offline about Amazon and, and Walmart, I remember people, you know, where where Microsoft was the boogeyman for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, along comes Alphabet, you know, or, or you know, know google as we know them and and all of a sudden you don't hear so much about microsoft anymore yeah so so one of the interesting things to do is to, to, to go back into the mid 90s and uh bill gates being deposed by senators um asking him tech questions 
is one of the one of the funniest. I mean, they could make that into a ten part Netflix comedy show. It was so painful. Oh, he was so painful. Open disdain for people who had no idea what he was talking. It was really funny. But I'd like to remind everybody that that was a that that was a, a situation that happened simply because Microsoft wanted to bundle a web browser in with Windows. Uh-huh. Which yeah. And, and by the way, they got away with stealing a bunch of money from Microsoft as basically they paid a fine for that to the federal government right? yeah and, and can you imagine buying any device these days that didn't come with a web browser where you had to go into some sort of personalized app store to get a browser before right. you get on the internet it seems silly <clears throat> they, they weren't forward thinking enough the, the problem becomes uh you know a lot of times these, these lawmakers are just not educated in these yeah. spaces well, and it can lead to them going after the wrong things. But for the younger people, you know, listening, watching the show, <laughs> I mean, there was a time where there were a lot of web browsers out there. True. I mean, you know, we had uh, web crawler was my favorite, mm-hmm. you know, as a search engine, uh, I think web crawler, but we had Safari, we had, um, we had my uh, internet explorer, Netscape uh, Navigator, Netscape, come on, yeah, baby, Netscape Navigator, I used Netscape for a long time. <laughs> yep. So it, it, it's, it's kind of crazy to think, you know, because now, again, it's like, all right, Chrome or Internet, whatever it's called now. The the um, it's not Explorer and Edge. edge. They, they call right. it edge, edge now, right? Right. Which is actually based on the Chromium platform that Chrome is based on. Ah. As is Firefox. So if you want to be using a web browser, you've got basically a choice <laughs> of one type of thing, which right. uh, leads to a little it's like buying a GM vehicle. Exactly. <laughs> well, Dodge, what are we doing fired. here? <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah. Like, would you like that Chevy Silverado, <laughs> or would you like that GMC truck, or would you like that Buick truck? I'm talking shit yeah. about American-made products, gentlemen. Hey, man. I drive a Dodge, man. What do you want? Oh, no, I went straight Japanese. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, gotcha. Ah, I see. <laughs> Which was probably made in Alabama, so I don't yeah. shit about it. And I just, At least assembled. At least assembled. At least assembled. Yeah, and I just recently went from Swedish to German. So, oh, you know. But okay. again, assembled. Swedish locally, to you know. German with the yeah. br- with the Union Jack. Well, Mini is a British brand, but is actually manufactured by BMW. Mm. And who is the red coat here? <laughs> Still you. <laughs> Once we talk about Russian conversation. Yeah, exactly. And and so really, you know, because I, you know, we are, again, I, I already kind of know the answer, but I, I think it's important for people to understand that um, there, A, there are always alternatives to these big tech companies out there. I mean, I think it's hilarious that Facebook is threatening to pull out of Europe. Um, oh. <laughs> because it's like, you know, they're saying, oh, yeah, please do this do us this favor right um because i i don't know of any government or politician that loves having facebook around no uh, you know <laughs> they would much, i'm sure they'd rather see all of social media just go under um, well, well but, just a just a, a quick comment on that it, you know so so we often we look at the problems of the moment and we want to graft on the particular technology that's representing that problem to us today right and so facebook is the villain of the day for social media but it could just as easily be YouTube where a lot of those videos that we see on Facebook actually link back to. Right. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you look back, you know, 15 years ago, if we were going to talk about cyberbullying, we'd be talking about MySpace. Uh, hit me up on your MySpace DMs, everybody. Oh, wait, no one uses it anymore. Right. 
So, you know, a lot of times these platforms, you know, as we've kind of talked about even with the, the Walmart versus Amazon thing, uh, 15 years ago, every environmental advocate was yelling at Walmart as being the great Satan of the world that no one was ever going to stop. And it now Amazon is. came I mean, along. Well, it is, you know. It, it, but, but, like yeah, a demi, but now there's it's Amazon. Like a demi yes. you know, but now, <laughs> and you're right. Now it's all about the online presence of Amazon and how that has become the behemoth of that no one was expecting. Right. But where? But this is where. But not I, insurmountable. Correct. But this is where again, like you know, uh, again, capitalism not perfect, but I think it continues to be somewhat of our savior in in that respect. Because, sure. for instance, here in Tampa, um, Tampa, it, it, Florida in general is not familiar with the Kroger brand as a supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very well known uh, supermarket. Love their brand. donuts, right? But. Kroger has recently entered the Tampa market as an online only brand. I heard. And so you can buy Kroger products, Kroger supermarket products online, and they don't have a physical footprint that you can actually visit. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, you look at and say, okay, well, this is the next iteration, you know, where again, you see a very natural evolution to where we're not we're and we're getting there we're not going to be going to the grocery store anymore you know our groceries are either going to come to us or we're actually going to be picking them up at a central location somewhere um and so the 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 fact is is that you know or at least the point here being for this this uh topic (coughs) excuse me is that really we have to protect capitalism you know to avoid the issues that we're currently seeing with big tech because capitalism will always find a way to get around some of these larger issues that we're having with big tech. Well, I'll, I'll give you a weird one. Um, so does everybody know about the restaurant Chuck E. Cheese, the kids' pizza place? Yep. No. Obviously, I'm not hanging out there a lot. But um, one of the ways that they have stayed alive during the pandemic was actually rebranding themselves on Uber Eats as like, Romeo's local pizzeria and selling no the exact same pizzas <laughs> out of their kitchen and and just turning themselves into a delivery vehicle to to keep those locations afloat uh during during the pandemic so they have the facility they have the kitchen so might as well do something like that exactly I will say this those that are using Kroger I I will just say that uh, Publix is watching <laughs> and that we will all be expecting you um, to be at Publix later on. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, you talk about, I mean, again, at the Florida level, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it has been near impossible to beat Publix. Yeah, and, and, and it's interesting because it's, I need us to all stop talking about Publix. <laughs> I need all of us to stop talking. I got stock. I got to protect. No, but look, it's a great company. I'm still a heavy great investor in Food Lion, so <laughs> I, you know, that I'm, place was legit. It's not going great. It was not, not at all. Right up there with the Piggly Wiggly. Aww. Uh, real quick, wow. let's uh, let's bring uh, Hector into the conversation. Uh, live with us uh, via Clubhouse. Are you there, hey, bud? Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy. Yeah, How you hey, doing? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, right, welcome, buddy. welcome to the show. Um, yeah, my, my thing about my opinion about this whole capitalism versus big tech thing is that the, the weird thing is, is that without capitalism, big tech doesn't occur. I, I mean, think about it. You yeah. look at places like uh, Russia, you know, you, know. you don't really hear of any, of course, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't really see any, uh, any like major level, um, Tech companies being popped out of Russia, Moscow or St. Petersburg. Yes, you do, Hector. You hear them all the time when they do the hacking. 
<laughs> yeah, but they're not. But it's not like a Facebook or a Alphabet or. or not he's Facebook, he's just not messing with you. He's Meta. giving you a hard time. Yeah, you know, it, but it, 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 you don't hear. Yeah, there's no, there's no. I mean, there are Chinese equivalents to like right. Facebook and or Meta. But, but look, to, to they're, your they're all run, so. to your point, Hector. I mean, does Joe Wicker, uh, who's regularly on the show, and I, we were having this conversation recently, how the 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 democracy and capitalism in the United States has revolutionized the world because without oh, yeah. the democracy and capitalism in the United States, we would not have seen the advent of the technology that we see today because everyone else, I mean, is pretty much riding our coattails. Mm -hmm. um, not mm -hmm. to say early on, obviously we were benefiting from the technology that came from Europe, Sure, you know, but it wasn't long for, because again, within, I think it was like 50 years, 60 years, what was it that we went literally from horse and carriage to um, putting a man on the moon. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. that's all been thanks to democracy um, and capitalism. And, and, and Yeah, you know, it's that freedom of thought that allows the creativity, the creativity that makes our big tech company possible that, you know, you just don't see that in, in so Hector, I, I, I agree with you, but I, I do have a concern that uh, that I don't know necessarily what to do with. And that is that Amazon did not get to where they are by being the best at what they do. Amazon got to where they are by being unprofitable and an unsustainable business by 20 years and pumped full of artificial cash, taking a lot of brick and mortar, but you know, even other online competitors with them. Um, and it's only through that constant sustained cash infusion, which to me um, is, is close. I don't know that it's the same thing as, as allowing a monopoly, but damned if it wasn't a private funded monopoly that we put it's a in great place. business strategy. I mean, it really was a great business yeah. strategy. But is it capitalistic? Yes, it is capitalistic yeah. because I mean, it is. It, and I'm sorry for cutting you off. Sure. Uh, but it is yeah. it is meeting the consumer where the consumer wants it to be. So the consumer wants a a nail and a hammer in 25 minutes or in an hour. Sure. And if Amazon can get you that product at that time, then that's what's going to happen. I mean, they didn't kill bookstores. I mean, did they put a huge dent in the bookstore market? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But guess what? There's still a Barnes & Noble on Dale Mabry. Sure. Uh, and, and so there have been survivors uh, of, of, of their business model. And like I think there will always be, right? And I mean, it's, you know, McDonald's is, is it can only get so big, but there's always going to be mom and pop burger burger spots. My, my concern very specifically, though, and I just want to make sure I'm, I'm articulating this correctly, is that while we're supposed to be having a competition of better goods and services, Services, what we said is basically an investment class on Wall Street first was we see some potential here. They can't do it right now. But if we artificially keep them in the market long enough and pump them full of enough money so they get large enough that they kill everybody else or at least put a large dent in them, yeah. they will they will have a big enough market cap that we're going to get paid huge. Yeah, but I think yeah, the, but you can think sure. of other companies that have done the same thing. Tesla was sure. not profitable for years. Sure. It was not profitable. And also when it comes to Amazon, mm -hmm. the reason why a lot of it was not turning a profit every single year is because they were investing almost 100% of the f capital that they were gaining into the infrastructure that had Agreed. to be built out. Yeah. So I, I and there are other examples that you can give with companies sure. that were that were heavy in the investment arena ahead of time 
and then mm-hmm. but that's a, a perfect example also example. as to why why capitalism again it works in the situation because if amazon starts to falter in regards to the quality of service mm-hmm. in, in in regards to the turnaround time or the 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 market demands just like tesla right tesla has made an amazing electric vehicle. It revolutionized the entire auto industry. But guess what? Now that it's been a little while and they've been in the, you know, they've been producing cars for some time now, people are realizing, okay, the quality maybe isn't quite what we thought it was gonna be. And now there's other options because now you've Mm. got Rivian that makes this amazing truck. And now you've got, you know, this, uh, I forget the the name, but there's another company. Lucid Lucid that makes this amazing luxury, you know, uh, electric vehicle. And because we are a capitalist society, it allows for multiple. Correct. Correct. And it allows for multiple companies to produce multiple uh, products and still all of them be able to be profitable. Just because Apple had an amazing uh, interface and able to create an absolute amazing product doesn't mean now that everyone has an an Apple. It means that there are just multiple forms of that because everyone's going to be different. I know we've talked about this topic for a very long time, but it's true. Capitalism allows for multiple products to be introduced to the population and then all to be able to thrive. Whereas in some other systems of fascism, socialism, and communism, you get two choices. Sure. Well, maybe. But, and to your oh, point, yeah. Nate, especially, you know, because we see it the most, I would say, in technology nowadays, that unfortunately, the best product doesn't always win. Mm-hmm. If you can afford you know. to buy the best product, you often get to win, which you is know, but, also but, part of capitalism. But the best part, but the best product, mm-hmm. um, again, may not win long term right. because, again, maybe it's not attainable for the mass market. Sure. Uh, maybe they aren't profitable. Maybe they aren't right. right. So, so unfortunately, a mediocre Amazon, you know, is is going to continue to win out, even though they may not be the best at, you know, maybe they weren't the best bookstore. Sure. You know, but they, they certainly prevented you from having to go to the bookstore. Oh, no. Um, so, by the way, guys, I am no Marxist. I, I am actually on your side of the, uh, the, the argument, by the way. Uh, I just, it strikes me as one of the things that I say that certainly capitalism can go, go too far in some areas, or there can be uh, a system that we need to rein in a little bit in one area or another. And I think the, uh, the, the there, there is a danger um, to allowing investors uh, in, again, this is a tough one to, to truly mm-hmm. articulate to the best of my ability on this. I'm a lot better if I'm talking about a different subject. I'm not a financial wizard, <laughs> but um, I see it as a, a potential, you know, we're talking about, you know, obviously capitalism's awesome. It's why we're all sitting here and, uh, you know, we're not in some of the situations that we're in worldwide. But if we allow ourselves to get too dependent, uh, if that becomes something to see as a great model for how to do things, much like mortgage-backed securities and bundling turned out not to be a great thing, even though they were the most popular and most loved investments while they were working, if we allow the, those those types of massive capital infusions or even just you know companies that we see aren't turning a profit for 20 years but oh weird you know everybody else is kind of dying out along the way i think those are some warning signs to look out for just in, yeah. in general in our society yeah we just have to make sure that we keep individuals investors and those that are running these companies honest of what they're doing and make sure the corruption is not occurring because you use the mortgage-backed securities sure perfect example that was greed and corruption at its finest and then pressuring politicians to then pressure mortgage companies so then um mortgage um producers are able to make more money on the back end and everyone's making money stealing from the mortgage holder himself right 
All right, Hector, uh, feel free to hang on there, buddy, uh, as we uh, jump into our next uh, topic, speaking of Marxism. Uh, uh, Russia, NATO, uh, it, it continues to uh, get, uh, you know, butt heads as, uh, again, we don't really know who to trust in this situation uh, because there's, there's varying information in regards to how severe the problem truly is at the border of Ukraine and Russia. Uh, we're seeing footage now, thanks to social media, of uh, additional troops continuing to arrive at the border, uh, Russian helicopters being uh, flown to the border. Uh, and so, uh, it, again, it doesn't quite line up exactly with, uh, you know, Putin's claim. But also, uh, again, you know, just being skeptical, is it also as bad as the Biden administration is trying to make it out to be? They've put out another call for all Americans to evacuate the country of Ukraine. Um, and so we go to our senior foreign correspondent, uh, Nebel David Cabrera. <laughs> I need my close-up. <laughs> <laughs> So what we're hearing now in the front. <laughs> Aniba, we need to know first, are you safe currently in your location? Yeah. I'm sorry, as I'm exiting the plane and, and carrying yeah. flowers from a child, Hillary with shooting you. over my head. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not Bosnia, Aniba. Because oh, I would not know where that is. Anyways, yeah. uh, as of 11 minutes ago, CNN is saying that uh, Russian troops have moved into an attack position and that an attack can be imminent at any moment, whereas Kiev is still partying in the middle of the night. So there is some kind of like, it is happening, it's not happening, I have no idea what's going on. So is it like a hurricane party? Like we, you know, like <laughs> where we know it's coming, so the you East, know, but nobody really cares. The Eastern Bloc is feeling this as a category too. <laughs> there we go. That's what we need. Okay, we need to scale the war. We need a, like a war scale. So like on a scale of one to five. They're a 12 pack in right now. <laughs> How far are you into the, uh, into the PBRs? Right, right, right. I, I will say this. Uh, are we talking snacks? Or are we talking like burgers and dogs? I mean, do they have bread in Ukraine? <laughs> yes, but it's unleavened. Oh. <laughs> do they even have a kosher? <laughs> or did they wipe all those people out? No, no. Oh, too far? Oh. Too far? Hold on, you got the uh. sad trombone there for that one. Uh, again, three seconds too late. <laughs> um, so this is my personal opinion when it comes to what's happening at the moment we are at a 50 50 uh situation and i and i'm really i'm really serious when i say that because you're having a situation where you're meeting an immovable object with an unstoppable force and that is with the um the prime the prime minister and president of of russia what's occurring now is to see who's going to blink first and the problem with if the u.s and the west blinks then russia is able to save face and we can move on if russia blinks uh i don't know if there's going to be a russia a few months from now because what happens to weakness in a pack situation and what's probably going to happen is Vladimir putin's going to get taken out because if he does blink and actually when i think blink i mean attack ukraine the mm -hmm. financial and economic ramifications of any kind of invasion of the ukrainian um, borderland will commence in severe economic hardships with russia um the norad um, pipelines um hector 
confirm that verbiage if I'm saying it correctly, um, has already been told that they will, they, uh, the Biden administration has already told Germany that they will completely cut off all oil and energy um, products coming out of Russia going into Germany. Hence why Germany has been very tiptoed about this whole conversation. <laughs> but when you have the French sending arms and people yeah. to the Ukraine, I have no idea what the hell's going on. But this is how disconnected we are from, from really from what happens everywhere else in the world. Oh yeah, we had you a know, Super Bowl we, party and, the, and another another 10,000 troops yeah. moved over to, to Belarus. I mean, there's now 100,000 Russian and, and other troops around the, the Ukrainian border. There's about, I think like 30 something thousand um, NATO forces moving into position. You have the Swedes and the Finns uh, asking for ascending additional arms yeah. that these are not even NATO members right. mm -hmm. and Europe is really starting to trench in. And my problem is the more we don't hear about it here in the States, the more likely there is going to be a problem. I don't think it's going to be World War Three because there is no access of evil on the on the Russian side. Yeah, you got China, but China's not going to do anything. Um, it's just going to be Russia and Russia's pissed off because and I get why Russia's pissed off. Russia's pissed off because Nate because Ukraine wants to join NATO. And but that see, is that really does piss off Russia because Russia has been invaded two times already well, the by point, the Germans and by the French. And don't get me wrong, once you've gone, I don't know, I don't even know how to say this correctly in, in non-PC, but once you get effed over twice, you're going to be apprehensive not get effed again. Yeah. Well, my, my point in saying is that, is that, again, perception, our perception varies greatly from uh, that of the rest of the world. You know, and we've seen it in polls that have come out about China, and, and I'm assuming there's probably similar polls out there about Russia. Again, people's opinion of China in Europe is very different than that of the United States. I don't think people perceive, A, China, B, Russia, as much of a geopolitical threat as we do here in the United States right. because of the history that we have with them exactly. i mean the, the 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 polls that the general people have because again especially looking at what happened you know with these idiots doing you know their um the euro you know be, because of the euro they felt empowered to basically you know start to take down their nuclear power plants you know uh, and, and eliminate you know uh, because of climate change eliminate all their their coal plants and all these other you know and then start to rely more and more on russia for their power supply, because they did their the same, petroleum They did supply. the same thing that we did when it comes to economics. We thought we could control China through economics. Germany thought they could control Russia through economics. And if Angela Merkel was still prime minister or chancellor of Germany, I would agree, because that bitch knows how to run a country. But now this one guy who is now chancellor comes to the United States, lets Biden walk all over him and saying, because I'm, because I'm a nerd and I love this stuff mm -hmm. i actually watched the press conference with the chancellor and biden quasi standing neck like close to each other and biden was the one like yeah if russia invades we're gonna make sure that you cut off the norad uh, nor what nord terms mm -hmm. uh, pipelines and the german chancellor looks over he's like what the f did you just say? And right. you see the blood rush. You're like, oh my, he did not know this was coming. It's like that Billy Bob Thornton well, scene in exactly Love Actually. What happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so now Germany yeah. is like, well, we've just been decapitated and we yeah. didn't have any say in it. Right. Well, the, the, the other thing is too, and one thing I might have a slightly different opinion than you two on are uh, how, how in bed Russia and China really are together. They always stand arm in arm uh, when there's a photo op needed for, you know, a yay communist thumbs up. But let's not forget, historically, they've been fighting each other for thousands Correct. of years. Correct. And some of this has to be a little 3D chess to every once in a while, Putin feels the need to throw a signal of strength out 
to the to, to the rest of the world. And believe me, China's his largest threat there. Well, it's the um, old enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. Uh, but I, I will just say there, there's a quick story about Putin that I absolutely love because a lot of people don't know he didn't get any positions of power until his mid 40s. Mm -hmm. He yeah. was a low level clerical administrator. And when he was the KGB chief, KGB station chief in East Berlin, while the Berlin Wall was falling, um, the, there was a crowd of people that had gathered around the, the, the station uh, with weapons and, you know, everything else you can imagine that were threatening to come in and, and attack everyone inside. There were only like 10 people inside and they were not well armed. So Vladimir Putin walked out into the crowd and said, guy, you know, I don't speak perfect Russian, so I'll just Americanize <laughs> it for you. Um, basically said, hey, guys, um, we're all heavily armed in there and we'll kill every one of you. But if you just leave and come back tomorrow, you can have the whole place and we won't take a thing out with us. And after a little bit of debate, they actually did. And this dude, this one guy, there was like five other people inside, five or 10 maybe, um, just waited until everybody dispersed. They said they would, then they left with the door unlocked. And, you know, he, he walked off into what we now know in, in history. But um, that takes some cojones mm -hmm. and a risk tolerance factor. That's a big that bluff. Is, that yeah it is off the charts insane yeah. so i i think that you know people when they're like oh you know is this posturing is it is it not i don't know but if that guy is willing to gamble with his life like that Correct. i don't think that he has any compunction what together about lining some soldiers up at the border by the way he just did this like a year or two ago i think he did this four years ago for right. um the uh a small province uh south of ukraine so he's already okay. done this before where yeah. he annexed crimea where yeah. he annexed crimea so this is not something that he hasn't done before and the west did nothing during right. the obama administration for this situation but so this I, I will say this i agree with you it is a 50 50 because mm -hmm. on one hand he he's gonna he's he'll look extremely weak if he doesn't do it and if he does do it the the world is going to go against russia i and put I think it, russia's I put pretty it okay 90, with 10 that. for that reason i think i think russia's i think Putin is perfectly happy allowing that to happen because then he can say, look, the world is against us. We have to we have to fortify our positions. Mm -hmm. And then you can have a shitty economy and you can have a shitty uh, uh, recession and you can just blame everyone on the outside, which is what China is doing now. And you know who did this before? Argentina. Argentina attacked, um, invaded the Falkland Islands because Argentina was having a shitty time. They had a bad economy, and the government needed to move um, people's move opinion, move opinion, and move it to um, the the fatherland and build up unity in the government or yeah. unity in the state, or they were going to lose the government. And they lost the war, and they lost the government. So will Russia do the same thing? I don't know. But to your point, Nate, it's part of the reason why at a global level, uh, at, at a global political level, why I also think that while they may not have taken him seriously, why foreign leaders respected Trump, because in a very similar way, they weren't sure how crazy he was. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, we don't know if this guy's... I agree with the term respect, but there, there, is, a, there is a word in between respect, yeah, fear, and right. just being like, I don't know what the... Right, you know, exactly. Geez. Where yeah. you're just enough of a loose cannon to be like, right. you're not sure if he's really willing to push the red button, but yeah. you're obviously not going to find I'm gonna out. I'm going to say this. I would never bet 100% that he wouldn't, exactly. and even at 1%, that's a scary button to push. I love <laughs> the idea that it was always he would talk tough in one one side and then he would just go over and like i'm just bluffing right. and the thing is that like, you expected that from trump but you saw that with obama 
with mm-hmm. the whole situation. Like, just yeah. let me deal with the a re-election, and then we could talk about it. On a hot mic, he was talking shit yeah. mm-hmm. uh, with um, the last president of Russia. And so, again... Medvedev. With Medvedev. So, yeah. again, with the with the Russia situation, I understand... Was he president, though? No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't president. All right. We're going to shift gears here to... Wow, uh, hard left. A current event uh, uh, here that we actually just mentioned on the show. Thank you, everybody, for watching The Yard Sign, by the way. Uh, uh, special thanks to our new guest, uh, Nathan Ginter. Nate Ginter uh, joining us today as uh, one of our IT experts. Uh, and uh, he'll uh, be putting that to use here on our final topic of the night. Uh, Nebel David Cabrera joining us as always. And don't forget, if you want to join us on the show, you can also catch us on Clubhouse live right now. Come into our room, The Yard Sign, or look for me, Johnny Tor as we are broadcasting live on Clubhouse. And uh, you can be part of the show. We'll let you chime in on uh, today's topics. Um, We uh, have a couple more to go. Just real quick, of course, last night was Super Bowl Sunday, which I could uh, now I'd I'd say unequivocally it's probably the largest sporting event in the United States. Uh, You know, I would would say the World Series used to kind of be on par, but it's obviously lost its luster in in recent uh, decades. Um, But uh, Super Bowl... You know, I mean, obviously, we don't typically get much into sports, but generally, as a kind of a media event, I mean, I think it went about as well as it could go. I mean, uh, the football game was good. Um, You know, uh, right up until the end, it was a decent football game. Mm -hmm. Interesting to watch. Um, Had a little bit of a climactic ending. Uh, The Super Bowl, the halftime show, I didn't catch the whole thing. Uh, I need to go back and watch that, but by, you know, my, all my social media feeds mm-hmm. seemed like everybody loved it. Uh, seemed like they did a great job. Uh, never thought that I'd see, you know, two gangster rappers, uh, three gangster rappers, uh, you know, in midfield for a Super Bowl halftime show, you know, but uh, Ice Cube's also making family films these days. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's that. <laughs> uh, and, of course, the ads. The ads were okay. I mean, what did you guys think about the uh, the overall kind of show last night? It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I, I, you know, the, wasn't the, disappointing. It wasn't. No, you know. they, they played some good football. Two teams that I couldn't care less about yeah. got together and played a game where a lot of people watched, and uh, it was good football. Matt Stafford was actually my uh, quarterback in my final fantasy league for two years, and um, I didn't know anything about him. And then after the first year, I was like. This kid puts up some significantly good numbers in this garbage team he's on. Yeah, and then sure enough, he gets on a real team. He's in the Super Bowl in one year. So Isn't that crazy. Uh, we'll say go Matt Stafford. Very proud wow. of you. And, you know, and obviously uh, in the uh, the foosball league there, yeah. uh, they they seem to have a pretty magical year. So I'm I'm hoping good things for the boys. I enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed. it. I think it was a great. It was a great game. The ending was was spectacular. I wanted the the Bengals to win, but the Rams took, was able to take it out at the end of the day. So I thought it was good. The referee, the refer, the ref, those that were referring to the game, I still said it wrong. Uh, the rules people. The rules people. The, the zebras <laughs> on the field uh, made some really funny calls, and like I got, it, I get it. That was definitely a like a face mask grab. But then you also got it on the other side. So I understood that. My favorite moments were when the cameraman couldn't find the right brown person. Oh God! <laughs> for the national anthem. Oh yeah. You didn't realize that they couldn't find the right one. I know. And then after that, the commercials were weird. I was always wait, I always wait for the Scientology because it's right before mm-hmm. the the halftime. They always do it right then and there. Um, 
there there was a lot of comments about like how many cryptocurrency commercials there were. A lot. That was a lot. People didn't like the commercials this time around. I think some other really weird. Other BMWs was good. Um, yeah. You they know, were talking. They were talking crap about Tesla. They did a commercial about that. Oh, Doctor Polestar. Strange too was yeah. sick. Yes, that oh, looks amazing. Oh, I didn't amazing. see that one. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Silverado one, uh, I mm -hmm. thought was was good ish because uh, right away. I mean, again, maybe. 10 seconds in you're like okay cool they're recalling sopranos mm -hmm. but then it's like that for the next 50 <laughs> seconds in the ad mm -hmm. and then the last 10 seconds they show oh, okay it's the girl from the sopranos mm -hmm. and then she runs into uh, her brother i guess mm -hmm. i didn't I, she didn't you know at, at that the, the that was the chevy silverado yeah. uh, that's the electric chevy silverado but that's a fun game like um, when yeah. you realize that what the commercial is they just like drew it out it's a lot like, of fun. way too if long if they had any balls know, they would have cgi tony in the back <laughs> screaming <laughs> banging on that thing no, I'm so sad. Just have a little. <laughs> no, what they should have. In, wow. in the back of the truck, he gets taken out. <laughs> Meadow takes and him out. And look at, the and look at this. The leather is wipeable. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. I love it. HBO 2022. Uh, Let's make it happen. I will say this. So one of my the funniest controversials. Contro what, what, controversials. Controversials. Look at that. Talk about Russia for 20 minutes and then it becomes an issue. Uh, one of the biggest problems. You and we, all your vocabulary. And we talk crap about Germany. I don't know what else to talk about right now. Um, <laughs> one was the masks. No one was wearing yeah. a mask. And it was all the celebrities. Evidently, the governor of California held his breath for three hours because that's yeah. his excuse from last time. It was the was mayor. That, the mayor. No, it was the, it was the governor. It was the mayor of L.A. Okay. Garcetti. Garcetti. Yeah. And so he was he claims that he holds his breath whenever he takes pictures. It's so funny. And it's I don't think so his funny. name's actually Garcetti either. You one of know. one of the two recent mayors, like it doesn't actually. That's not his real last name. Oh, really? He like changed it. I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean it. Well, it is L.A. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is also not a Goldberg, so she might. As I well don't. Convert. I don't believe that. <laughs> she might as well convert. Honestly, she works with a bunch of Jews. Well, at this point, they won't let her convert. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, ma'am. You're not allowed in a temple. Exactly. That's right. She'd come before the review board and be like, mm, no, hard I no will, for me. I will thanks. say this. The only person that was following the rules and regulations of the CDC was Kanye West wearing a complete blackface mask. Oh, my God. I didn't see that. Oh it was quite entertaining to see all of this. Um, also, how quickly did everyone go against Eminem for taking a knee in the middle of at the end of the of the halftime show? I was like, right. some were like, "Oh, he's talking about uh, Kaepernick." I'm like, "What?" Which it wasn't. Apparently, it, wasn't. it was a. Yeah. It, it was he took. I think people don't understand. If you were born in the '80s, raised in the '90s, this mm -hmm. was your halftime right like it was amazing we saw 50 cents turn a dollar uh while he was <laughs> hanging upside down it was amazing everyone was lip singing so it was great and well they said how crap. fitting is it that 50 cent came out after the first two quarters <laughs> <laughs> zingers uh, uh, honestly the whole time i watched him perform i was like please fall Please fall. Oh my Please gosh. fall. And then, because like, so they're talking about Eminem and they're making crap about it. And I'm like, if you knew when he kneeled, you would have known it was the start of Tupac's version for that song. Right. And like, that's that. That was so much. I knew what it was, and I was yeah. like, if I'm, if I know this, and I'm a political economics guy, <laughs> that everyone from the '90s and '80s are gonna understand. Well, what that at was. and at first I thought it was like a West Coast rap thing, 
But then, of course, mm. they brought in Eminem. Obviously, he's from Detroit. Doesn't fit. Although, he's a Dre protege. Mm. Um, and then 50 Cent was a last-minute ad. Um, oh, and I didn't so, know that. You know, it, you know, and he's also not from L.A. He's from New York. Right. Um, and so, that didn't quite. So, it was just, I guess, like a 90s hip-hop, you know, you know, uh, 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 show. I mean, I you know. It. But, I mean, honestly, I... I I thought maybe to some extent it was maybe slightly disrespectful to not have Ice Cube there, but uh, but no, I'm serious. I mean, you know, I talk, kept waiting for Easy E to pop up. You know, I mean, Ice Cube soon. was one of the you know NWA with the big you know biggest rap group out of yeah, yeah. out of L.A. out of you know, and but it uh, wasn't L.A. That's the thing. Like it wasn't all. If it was all L.A. people, yes, correct. I could understand. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I know. Get there. It would have been cool though. Also, and when was the last time? Uh, I would have replaced what's his face. What was it? Uh, it wasn't Wiz Khalifa. What was the uh, who was Kendrick there? Lamar? Kendrick Lamar. No, he's I would he's rather really good right now. I would have rather have had Ice Cube. Than he was Lamar. the only one there not eligible for social security, That's so right. they could not yeah. remove him from the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, I just had to cough. But yes, no, no, it's fine. I thought you were going to say something joke. pronounced, and <laughs> no. it, it, nothing at all, which is no. what is expected. I got listening to Jonathan Torres. Um, I will say this: um, it would have been cool to yeah. have Ice Cube on the same stage with Dre. When was the last time Snoop you and... heard Ice Cube perform besides on Law and Order? When was the last time Dre performed or Snoop? What are you talking about? No, I, I sure hope you're not mixing up Ice T and Ice Cube. Ooh, Ice T too. Oh my friend. Ice T also should have been on there. Do you there. know who I was expecting? The biggest gangster of them all, Martha Stewart. Oh now she is good friends with. Snoop she was Dog. there. They make cookies uh, on a, on a regular basis. No, she was there. She was in the audience. It's so wild. Ellen was she in the audience a... without a mask. Also, by the way, you yeah. know what? This is. Martha took a Martha took a picture and and I think posted it to her Instagram. Do you think they've done it? Oh, God. I don't even want to stop. For right. On that note, uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Her don't Justin, forget. She threw herself into Justin Bieber. Right now, uh, as I continue to a, ignore. A I'm going to shut she off your microphone, Enable. Uh, Hector Gonzalez continues to join us from Clubhouse. Um, please save me from whatever's happening over there in Enable's chair. Hector, Martha Stewart has done more time the, uh, than half the people hey, on that board. Uh, All right, you're off. Uh, hey, uh, yeah. Yeah, going back to the Ukraine thing, I wanted to say veterans perspective. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, from a veteran's perspective about what's going on in Ukraine, uh, you know, for for people that serve, this whole Ukraine-Russia thing is a whole different animal. It's not the same as Iraq or Afghanistan. I mean, you're, you know, there's, thousands of Americans right now are really staring down the barrel of a gun because it's one thing to face the Taliban or Al-Qaeda and another thing to face uh, a professionally trained, equipped, yep. sustained uh, force like the Russian Armed Forces. That's a great point. So and, for, and for the Hector, guys, let me just ask, isn't it true that we've never had two uh, nuclear powers go to war? We don't even really know what that looks like. Technically, we wouldn't go to war. I mean, I mean there, there, Sorry, you're there punished. was, like, whenever, like, like, India or Pakistan, you know, they, but that was, they, like, two or three days, and then, and then things would calm down in Kashmir, but a long, drawn-out conflict between two nuclear powers, it, it, it's, uh, it's some hairy stuff, it's never happened before, and, uh. Well, especially yeah, when it's a war that doesn't necessarily concern us. 
like you know what i mean in the way that it's it it it, does i mean it does from like a global like geopolitical you know like supply chain economics kind of way but i mean it's not like our 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 we're like our so our national security is at threat if you think and hector you will back me up with this if you don't yep. think that a conflict between Russia and the United States would not. He just Russia, agreed with me. Russia and Ukraine not cause an issue with commodities, oil prices, gasoline shipments. All yes, the, but all we're the not physically in harm's way. We're not. Is is what is the point that I'm making? I don't know. Contrary to again, what we you know well, we dealing with World these War II, terrorist either. groups. We weren't in World War II. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And both times, the Americans did not want to get involved, and it took almost it, it took almost an act of. Until, but in World War II, they attacked Hawaii. And they kept yes, on yeah. bombing Oregon and Washington with the balloon. And bomb. Yeah, I'm going to retract that last statement. Yeah. But how long? Super how long by myself. How long did it take us to <laughs> well, get and into? And they it? moved missiles into the Caribbean. Yeah, and how? But that's the thing. We they did that because we were doing the same thing in Europe. So again. The reason why Russia is so is so aggressive right now. Just all the right more now, reason not to get involved in the Ukraine. No, but there's no way not to because you actually think it's going to stop at Ukraine. You think it's going to stop at Poland. And then, an, exactly, an got Yeah, but it's also I mean, not a second coming of the this. Third Reich. I mean, right now, no, it but, could become a second you know, USSR. Is, yeah, yeah, but my thing is this: I mean, with because if you got with, what people have to understand is that we've got five NATO member countries sharing a border with Ukraine. As, the, as I've been saying since this thing popped off, if the Russians invade and they get, let's say, 100, even 200 miles within those borders, mm. one, or, one or more of those countries is going to claim Article 5, mm-hmm. saying that they think that the, the Russians are a threat to invade Poland, Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, Romania, and, you know, Bulgaria. Yeah. Hector, Article 5 that, for, that, for a newbie like myself is what? Article 5 is the, is the part of NATO, the NATO treaty that says an attack on one member is an attack on all. You, that's hit, how you hit my brother, I'm going to run you over with a car. Like that's, that's the kind of thing. So I, that's the thing. You yeah. don't want to be considered the Neville Chamberlain of the 21st century. And that's what every leader at the moment does not want to be. They do not want to be considered that individual. And so what do you I'd like do? to be the Aaron Neville of the 20th century. <laughs> Such a dork. You're you're dating him. I'm not. And so at the end of the day, I think what's going to happen right now is going to see who blinks. And the the thing is, when Russia blinks, that doesn't mean they they turn back. That actually might mean they move forward. Because at the end of the day, if Putin feels that his regime is at threat for him not looking strong, he'll invade, take the hit, get pushed back in, and be able to say that well they attacked us first or some kind of red flags a false flag i think they're mm. talking about yeah. i'm not i'm not happy of how hawkish the white house is becoming they are because well, so they have nothing else talking. to well, you, but it's not a surprise though like, it's correct not a surprise with the white house being hawkish because look joe biden is in a very precarious political situation and guess what's never happened in american politics a, a president in office being voted out during a time of war. Mm-hmm. So if you don't think that Joe Biden does not want to go to war with the Russians, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry, yeah. but you're mistaken. He, the, he, he, deep in his mind and within the intimate, the, that intimate circle of his administration, his most senior advisors, his closest advisors, they're all one. They're all one for the Russians to to to, to cross that line because what they're th- what they're going to be banking on is history. FDR got reelected twice. 
Bush didn't lose when he was in when he was at war. Um, and they Nixon saw how and, and, well, and see how bad they got hit with Afghanistan pullout. I mean, that was just a, yeah. they got destroyed oh. because of it. Well, that's so the thing. They have nothing. Way, they have yeah. nothing to champion. So if Biden can if Biden can look strong or can look somewhat military cohesive the thing is this i don't think biden thinks it's 2022 i think biden thinks it's 1946 and that's my problem right now <laughs> he thinks that we're dealing with the kremlin when it comes to ussr i don't think he thinks that this is the federation yeah i i'm i'm with you well, I mean, aren't I think, they really kind of one in the same i mean we, are they really that different actually yes they are because uh one guy actually gets to run everything rather than worrying about 10 people stabbing him because he's already killed all of them um <laughs> that's, a, that's a real thing it's a, it's a true at least with the ussr you yeah. had that situation that there was a committee that you could at least take out with a nuke with yeah. with this situation you have just putin and if, and, we're, if putin goes down i don't know what russia's going to look like the chaos that occurred during the 1990s when the ussr fell apart was it took decades to clear out what will happen now with Russia the, now? The, the average income of, of, of Russians after the fall of the Soviet Union was somewhere between like three and $6,000 a year. Yeah. Wow. It was completely unsustainable. He's actually gotten it to a point, at least these stats were from like a year or two ago, so I, I can't speak to them exactly. So it's close. But it, but it, it was somewhere between twenty and 25000 which is, I mean, if you want to talk about what he can claim direct responsibility for, he's increased the average economic likely, livelihood of, of the average Russian tenfold. Now, yeah. if you show me an American president who does that, I'll show you a guy who will be in office forever. Reagan. <laughs> well, um, uh, Hector, thanks for, uh, uh, again, continuing to contribute there. Hang on. We got one more topic here You're that welcome. we are uh, going to tackle. But uh, quick, uh, quick, completely unscientific. Uh, and From you, never. <laughs> <laughs> and on PC poll here. Because I saw this online. I saw somebody make this statement online. That was completely ridiculous. They said that China could beat the United States going toe-to-toe -to -toe in war. So uh, I can give you a scientific answer to that. We have eight fully capable aircraft carriers right. that are how wars are won. Mm -hmm. China has two. The whole world combined has four. Right. So we can literally take the entire world in a fight unless you factor in nuclear weapons, which the second you do that, um, all bets are yeah, all, all bets, bets are, are off, right. but boy, you know, I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, same with Russia, though, would you say? Yes, I would mm -hmm. say that. I, I think the Russians are much more capable of, of dealing with a land war than anything else, but their armory is so depleted because, again, you have the corruption, you have the demographics breakdown. How they're making money is through the sale of energy and oil, which is going to get cut off if, the, if it, what Biden says is going to happen. When it comes to China, they have not been in a fight yet and yeah. i say that because they had was it i think it was thailand or vietnam that they tried to invade and they got pushed back <laughs> in the 80s mm -hmm. and again you're dealing with a bully that's never got punched in the face yeah. now what's going to happen when a bully gets punched in the face for the first time he backs away and he runs away yeah and he doesn't know what to do hence why i don't think china will ever invade taiwan unless they're in such a dire situation where i think it's going to get to that point that they need to they need to they need to push the attention somewhere else and that is the most scariest part when you have leaders that are in positions that need to divert the attention of the local what's happening locally uh china has almost i think it was like 400 uh it was uh i think it was like 27 million people unemployed what the hell and yeah. no one's talking about well, it's that. It's far greater than that. Uh, there, there's yeah. enough extra housing. Oh, I, I don't doubt. Yeah, whatever they tell me, I double it. Right. The housing in China, there's 90 million empty homes. Yeah. That's enough to fill 
Uh, that's enough to give everyone in France and Italy a home. Yeah. Like these are just astronomical numbers, and it's a, it's only a matter of time before stuff hit the fan. All right. Well, and, and they're going to need real estate. That's why I worry about a scenario even where Russia starts some stuff they can't finish and loses, but yeah. is destabilized. Yeah. Then it, you could, there's a world where you end up with China having half of Russia. And I I, never, I don't think people realize that when the USSR fell, there was no gloating. Mm-mm. During the Bush the first Bush administration, because right. they knew if they made it worse, it was going to get worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I don't know what the president. The repercussions are yeah. going to be worse. And so I don't know what's going to happen. But I will say this: I wouldn't be surprised. It's a fifty-fifty. I do, I would not be surprised if the, if it go if if Russia blinks, and if Russia blinks, that's a fifty-fifty. If he's going to invade or not. All right. On that note, uh, I just uh, want to remind everybody, uh, if you haven't done so already, I usually do this a few times throughout the show, but uh, tonight, again, we've been chock full of uh, fun and opinions. And so uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, the audio version of our podcast is absolutely fantastic. It's certainly the uh, most popular element of our show. You can subscribe at any of the social media platforms or the tech overlords, as I like to call them, at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and Samsung podcast platforms. Uh, You can find the show pretty much everywhere you want. Uh, If you want the video version of the show to see our beautiful faces, again, you can always find those on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and uh, on demand. And so we appreciate you liking, subscribing, following, and commenting on those where, whenever, wherever you may be uh, finding those. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we love our audio podcast audience. Um, they're a huge component of the show. And uh, we appreciate you for listening to us whenever, whenever wherever uh, you may be doing so. Um, I mean, we've got people listening all over the country, which is amazing, you know, that, you know, we can have that kind of presence in, in this little studio here. Um, but let's wrap up tonight with uh, Trump being right, um, as uh, has, uh, uh, you know, been the case uh, uh, pretty much since he's left office uh, as to a lot of things, uh, despite what you may or may not think of him. Um, but uh, it is coming out. Uh, uh, despite the uh, mainstream media's efforts to keep it quiet, that the Clinton campaign and the Clinton uh, State Department was actively spying on the Trump campaign, and then the Trump uh, administration uh, through the use of our federal agencies and uh, some other actors involved, uh, which is another reason why I want to do uh, have you and I, you know, I, I don't know if I gave you enough time to kind of prep for for that topic, but we're starting to find out that really um, there was attack uh, an attack on, I guess their ISP um, and uh, maybe some some servers uh, that have may have been at Trump Tower. Um, I'm, I'm hearing um, you know information uh, that has been uh, obtained from DNS traffic. Um, you know what is kind of your understanding of what's coming out as to how they were spying on them. So. <clears throat> It is a little bit of news to me on that topic, oh, okay. but, right. but, but I, I, I will tell you this. I'll make it a teaser for next time, yeah. but I, I will tell you there is a difference between uh, what, because some people have compared it uh, publicly to what happened with Hillary Clinton's email server. Uh, you know, oh, well, maybe they didn't protect it well enough. I happen to know a great deal about that particular topic, which we can get into another time for fun, yeah. but that was a case of really horrible security, whereas it looks like this was a lot of intrusion at a very high a highly technical coordinated level 
<laughs> so it's it's well because uh, they're saying that this is basically exactly like Watergate. I mean, this is this is equivalent to breaking into an office and stealing documents. Well, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one thing that is along these lines that, that when I heard it, I, I was shocked uh, that the one general who had taken a lot of issue with Trump actually said in his book that he and multiple other generals were prepared not to follow his orders if they didn't like what he said. Right. That That is bonkers That's unconstitutional right literally uh, you know uh, and now i'm not saying that we should you know if the president uh you know gets syphilis and decides he's going to start attacking mars that you should follow those orders blindly yeah but a lawfully given order saying that you're not going to do it because you don't agree with it is not your well role. and again it's one of the cornerstones of, of of our country right you know that you know there is checks and balances to all this mm -hmm. you know but the true the truth being that the reason that we don't end up like venezuela or china or or Russia is it because you have you know these multiple layers of checks and balances where you know in those Absolutely. kind of situations a, a tyrant couldn't truly you know put us uh, at war for no reason whatsoever absolutely you know but in no case was he at that level of uh, of, of disconnect correct. with, with the American people to justify that that type of uh, of all posturing. of those fear tactics that yeah. were used have turned out to, to anybody who made a direct prediction has been wrong right so um yes well I that's the that. thing i mean he was on 60 minutes saying to leslie wall like i know they've been spying on us mm -hmm. like i know they did it i know they did it while i was in office like you know and she's like you know refuting it and saying really? that's not true mm -hmm. really? you know it's like know, and he's really. like look it's there go yeah. look for it and, it, and, and here, here's what i hate about it there is an argument to be made by those people to say they had genuine concerns and they really thought they were doing the best thing. Be a man or a woman and stand up and mm -hmm. say, yes, I did it. And it's because I was concerned and I was right then and I'm right now, yeah. do to me what you will. That is what somebody who's at least a, uh, a patriot with convictions would mm -hmm. do. Yeah. I could um, accept I, that more. Right, I, oh, I'm, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. them writing a book Co correct. 10 years from now and yeah. talking oh. about it. And that's what they're all going to do. And, and by the way, I hope they get hung then too. It's ridiculous. It's insane. I, I think the problem is, and I think that a lot of people are going to whitewash this because it was six years ago, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. No, the Republic was under attack by internal forces right. because they didn't like the person that became president. Are you kidding me? That is the mm -hmm. fundamental building blocks of our, our, our Republic. Look, I wasn't happy when Obama became president. I wasn't happy when Clinton became president. But you know what? I turned off social media for a day. I dealt with it, and we moved on the following day. And our and our guy gets into office, and you guys lose your shit, and you have people crying and trying figuring out ways to get rid of him. How? What kind of presidency are you going to have when when half of the majority of the government is against you? Of course, you're going to have difficulties. Every 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 conversation he had with a foreign leader was leaked. Every single yeah. time. Right. Was that because they were doing something wrong? No. It's because you had people within the government that did not want Trump to succeed at all. And and don't forget, even if it is false posturing about America's position of power in some areas where we're trying to get a foothold in a negotiation, yeah. yes, it can be false posturing sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's what statecraft is. And to to shoot us in the foot by shooting the act of president in the foot at every turn. I don't like it when it happens to Biden, when he's making, uh, trying to make moves. I don't agree with a lot of the man's policy, but I also don't agree that everything the guy says, you should just automatically assume the worst for it. I think Correct. he got, you know, Correct. Trump got that for, for the, I mean, forget about the majority of his presidency, 
like just from literally the second that, that he was announced as a winner, they're like, he's gonna fire nukes at Toledo. Like someone get rid of <laughs> someone get the nuke codes and give it to someone that is right. that that can deal with it. This man hasn't had a drink a, a drop of alcohol or drugs in his life. Right. Like if you really get into it, and don't get me wrong, I'm not the I'm not the the biggest supporter of the president. However, he did exactly what I wanted him to do: lower taxes, yep. put more troops on the border, mm-hmm. get conservative judges. That is a good presidency for me. And the and and you see this now with with politi- with um, commentators. Even Crystal Ball says this, and even mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, um, uh, the other one also and he's Sagar. Sagar and they're like well he wasn't the best president like they have to automatically say that he wasn't the best president or I didn't like him but and right. I'm like every time someone says that it pisses off the right or it pisses off individuals that voted for him and mm-hmm. thought that he did a great job and mm-hmm. every time they make a negative comment about him when before they praise him and I'm like you guys are just being assholes about this that yeah. you're still not willing to say okay yes he was right yes he did he was a good president and now you're seeing the opposite when it comes to when it comes to biden who everyone thought was going to be the great hope and has nothing but has done nothing but increase the sales of adult diapers yeah well <laughs> you know uh, you know he he got killed on a lot of racial issues and the solution was to elect the brother of the guy who built the cages as they called them um and the guy who also happened to write the legislation that put all of the policies that black lives matter is against in place did you just that's your solution to the 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 big scary white that's a meme that's a meme that's going around right now some tv show did it where they finally it's it's a comedian that's like look you guys vote you guys were all against this one guy who was naacp rappers were talking about him and then the moment he got into politics he became a racist but yet you voted for the and he was giving people he was giving our people the black community their their rights to vote again because of the 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 removing of the federal um, lowest black unemployment exactly like i think ever but at least in the last 20 years and then they say at the end he's like look and then you guys wanted us to vote for someone <laughs> that wrote the law that incarcerated our parents and our grandparents yeah. and you <laughs> and that's what you wanted us to vote Can for you imagine the outrage if president trump <laughs> had released a program offering free crack pipes to minority communities <laughs> can you imagine like people would have just i don't put anything past him because he's a true wild card oh, there would have been there would have been <laughs> the riots at the white oh, house would have been unbelievable hey, that's forty thousand votes <laughs> you know, that would have so, won the election from the new york post uh it was special counsel john durham who was appointed by then attorney general william barr in may 2019 to investigate the origins of the fbi's of russia probe he filed documents friday claiming that clinton's campaign paid an internet company to infiltrate computer servers at trump tower and the white house and the white house how do you how does an internet company infiltrate the servers at the you white know, house you know this you yeah. know this one uh, so, in an effort to link trump to russia now hold on and because uh, yeah. i do want you to go next yeah, yeah. but the craziest part about all this is that when they didn't find what they were looking for mm. they just made it up which is how we got the steel dossier which was made of, of completely false information so it's like oh well we didn't find you know we we didn't find the smoking gun we thought we were going to find so let's just make it up and 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 have the people believe it anyways so I, I believe their article is actually simplifying a couple of things, but basically yeah. um, there's two ways that your ISP can do things to you. One of which is by spying on you and monitoring your traffic. Yep. So uh, almost every packet, they can, they can easily tell what you're searching for, uh, what type of activities you're doing online, what platforms you're on. Getting into your own personal content is a lot harder, but just that, that very activity of monitoring 
what news you're looking at, where you're going, who, who you're banking with, mm -hmm. who you've been contacting. Um, th those sorts of things are, are accessible uh, by the ISP and potentially a lot of other stuff that we don't necessarily even know that our ISP is doing currently. But wouldn't you think uh, uh, Trump Tower is one thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wouldn't you think the White House of all places has like, you know, all the firewalls, all the, you know, no. so I mean, the, all the latest thing that you would think would prevent a, an outside company from getting access to that information? Not if the outside company is the actual company that's hosting of some, and that's what I say. And that's, oh, so that's where so the deep state what, comes in. And right. that's the problem. So yeah. now you're like, God, I don't want to sound like this person, but you're like, when the company that's hosting the Trump Tower email or uh, traffic flow mm -hmm. and the White House traffic flow, flow are the same company, and then the executive of that company is who is getting paid yeah. through the lawyer, and you're like, oh my God, this is so easily done that way. It's, it, the, there, I mean, again, the, there's a lot to it technologically. I, I'm gonna, I, I am gonna have to see more than, than yeah. their, their basics because no, what, what they I'm put sure. out isn't out yet. But here's what we do know. A guy walked into a bar and started talking to another FBI agent and then said, hey, I heard a bunch of bad stuff about this guy. I heard he's a Russian agent. And then another FBI agent used that conversation as the basis for launching an investigation into a guy's campaign. Right. With all three of those parties planning to meet there, knowing exactly what they were mm. doing. Well, but we're seeing so that this it could be legitimately mm. overheard as an intelligence asset. It's such bull give me a, well, give me a joke. It's sorry, such give me a break. And to kind of bring in bring the plane in for a landing, we're mm -hmm. this is now a pattern of behavior from the FBI. Yeah. You know, we saw them do it with the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping uh, attempt. We saw it with, you know, there's there's been reports that there have been multiple FBI agents that were involved in the planning of the uh, of the attack on the Capitol January 6th. Mm -hmm. uh, um, there were there were uh, lots of reports of this happening uh, after 9-11 uh, where they were basically like force feeding these Middle Eastern like young guys, oh. you know, into these plots. It's, that, yeah. And, and so, uh, I mean, it's it's almost like we're at the point where we have to we, we just have to clean house. Well, and also let's get the FBI back to what the FBI is supposed to do protect us from domestic threats to democracy right um and you know we need to stop having an investigation well, they're fabricating. every president right. right well at this point they're fabricating their own their own and those things need to be transparent as well like yeah. what, what they're doing that there's no reason for the fbi to have black bag operations well ted cruz yeah. you know recently was questioning uh at, in uh one of the higher ups if not the director of the fbi and said were there were there not fbi agents present at the january he wouldn't answer mm -hmm. they wouldn't answer. answer right and that's a question that has to be answered the only way you get out of this is if with transparency which is why at the end of the day i think the Durham, the durham should go through with all of the allegations because evidently people are going to get arrested because they lie constantly to the fbi and again i, I agree with both of you this the fbi needs to stop doing what they're doing and just focus on internal yep. uh, internal country things and let the cia topple governments when it needs to topple a government <laughs> i mean come on yeah. we're from latin america we've seen it a thousand times yeah. all right on that note ladies and gentlemen that has been your yard sign thank you so much for watching uh special thanks to enable david cabrera nate ginter and uh your host as always johnny torres thank you we really appreciate you uh, whenever, 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 wherever you may be consuming tonight's show, don't forget to download the podcast version of our show over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and uh, Samsung podcast platforms. No, sir, not tonight. <laughs> Why can't we do it? No. <laughs> we appreciate you for watching. We'll see you back here next week, Monday night. One last thing.
One this last is the New thing. York sign. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>